Top here recording episode 157. What's up, Neil? What's up, buddy? How you doing today? Uh, good, man. Got some uh, work done outside today. And Look at this table. Made a new broadcast broadcast <laughs> table, so we're good. Going on, Brent? I'm good. Ready for another awesome podcast. Yep. Finally got Let's off work, man. Go. You had to work late tonight. Yeah, yeah. Hey, before, I'm, before I'm here we... Now. Before we introduce our guest, I'm going to say this is some Top Hill bourbon so I can drink it while they play. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, tonight's guest, we got Coda. <laughs> I knew I was going off. Batose. <laughs> yeah. Tonight's guest, we got Coda Batose. Hit it, guys. Right on in. Awesome. Man, I can't wait to hear about oh, that guitar, Coda. 
Oh my gosh, speaking of talking, man, I don't know if I can talk after the first sip of this Top Hill XXL. Hand me that bottle there. Let me, that's, that's, so, so how many X's do we have on there? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Is that what that is? All right, so eight X's means there's eight different bourbons in this. Uh, I like what, what you called this, Neil. What did you call this? The, infin- infinity the infinity bottle. bottle. Yeah. <laughs> so whenever you, whenever we get a little bit of bourbon left that we don't care anything about, we pour it in this bottle. Wow. Now I know. So nothing gets nothing gets Jeffers Creek oh. at all. It's just a bottle that happened. I thought to be. you were xing it out because it was like for um, marketing reasons. It's like oh, we can't pay oh, no. <laughs> this is a special blend just for you guys. So seven all, bourbons. When we all got rock gut tomorrow, you'll know why. <laughs> Oh God! Cheers, more. guys! Cheers! 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 Ah, oh, yes. Sam in the, the back. back. Cheers! Cheers! All right. Thank you all for coming, man. No problem. That was awesome. That was awesome. Ah, come up to the top of the hill. The right <laughs> top. Hill. It was a wind. <laughs> it, was a, it was a wind and a turn. <laughs> so why don't you guys go around quickly and just introduce yourselves? Uh, I'm Coda Batosai. I write all the music, and it's a uh, and I sing and play guitar. Um, I'm Sam Reed. I play keys. Um, just, uh, you know, manage the bass lines and the, the groove. So where do you shop for your sweaters, man? I just got to oh, know. Oh, this is uh, this company called Cider. It's got got some cool yeah. shapes and rainbows. On. That is awesome. Oh. <laughs> I, usually go to the, I usually go to Goodwill, though. Honestly. Well, he's also got his uh, mask ready to rob anybody that messes with well, it. That's, that's <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's got the holes in it and everything. It's pink, so it's welcoming. You got to stay yeah. ready. Yeah. <laughs> like, give, me, give me your stuff. Be like, give me oh, your money on your own Of course you can have my stuff. That's an awesome sweater and hat combination. You can, you can just ask for it. Well, I, it I do you. have to say... So I was doing my research today, and I typed in Coda Botosai, and the first thing that came up out of the Google bar, you know, it tells you what to search, was Botosai the Manslayer. That's right. That it is. That's exactly what should come up. It's like, man, who do I have coming to my house? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's from uh, Botosai. It's not my na- my last name, but it's it's from the first anime I ever watched as a kid. Called it was from. Uh, it's called Rioni Kenshin. And it's about this guy called Batosai the Manslayer, who was like the most badass samurai in all of Japan. But then he turned good and made his sword into a blunt weapon and was just didn't want to kill anyone anymore. But he was just always known as Batosai. They kept testing. But they kept test. They kept testing him. They kept testing him. <laughs> but he Shouldn't kept prevailing. As a weapon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that was like uh, my favorite. And obviously, I love that Batosai. But yeah, that's what should come up. Yeah. Well, he's still out there. He's uh, he's at the top of the Google search list. <laughs> he should be. It's going to be hard to beat that, but you know, that's <laughs> why I put Coda in front of it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And this is uh, Daymont back here. Yo. Talk to I us, Daymont. Uh, I play the drums. Um, <laughs> that's pretty much all I do for real, for real. I mean, other than just other music, but I mainly just play the drums. My Talented thing. artist as well. Yeah, yeah. I also draw. Uh, visual oh, artist. visual artist, yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah, he's gonna. He drew stuff for the merch that I'm gonna be putting out hopefully soon. And yeah, go to T-shirts. As far as that single that you just heard, yeah, I'm always jealous of visual artists. Yep, everything, <laughs> everything just looks like a flat piece of paper to me. It's, you know? a, it's a special talent. It yeah. really is. Yeah, but it's also a curse sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I, I got one of those internet <laughs> rabbit holes the other day looking at those. Uh, um, 
sidewalk chalk things they oh. do to make them look 3D, where people walk around them and everything. Oh they think God. they're falling out. Oh, that's illusions? crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I can get lost in loopholes of just like, yeah. videos. Of Someone's just trying yeah. to go to work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, uh, tagging. Dude, there's some taggers out there that are unbelievable. Crazy. Crazy. <laughs> I can get lost in the rabbit hole of TikTok art. <laughs> I can get lost in the rabbit hole of all TikTok. <laughs> but mostly Instagram. I don't have a TikTok. I'm, I lied. I don't have a TikTok. So I'm not up to date. Oh, man. Don't. Hey, stay I know. Away. That's why. Because like, I'm so addicted to uh, Reels are bad enough. Too. We yeah. tried TikTok for a little while, and the TikTok world didn't want to see anything we put on there. No, <laughs> no we, we all could. That's not what happened. We, we, let, we let somebody else take it over, and they didn't post anything. Oh uh, yeah, because yeah. I feel like with uh, Lee, TikTok Lee. and all of it, it gives like everyone a platform. Like you, like not every like that's why everyone can be famous because everyone because like you can reach your niche audience so much easier. Well, there's no algorithm based follower loophole you get stuck in on TikTok as there is on Instagram. Right? Because is that right? You, oh yeah, it's yeah. All, it's it's uh it, it's not based on friends. It's not based on anything. It's based on the algorithm mm -hmm. of what people watch. From yeah. what I hear, it's of course, because they're following you. No, it's based <laughs> well. You're gonna get your friend request, but if you watch a certain amount of like uh, guitar uh, luthier videos, then you'll get that. If you yeah. watch Haircut videos. You'll get haircutting videos. I mean, dude, I could watch beard trimming videos like crazy. They can line up some folks, man. <laughs> or if you like watch skateboarding Make you jealous. Uh, mm -hmm. crashes, then that's what's going oh, yeah. to yeah. That's yeah. what it's to me. I, I, show I, you <laughs> I can't watch arms breaking and ugh. Yeah. Just depends the situation, man. Uh. <laughs> if you earn it, you earn it. Sometimes it's funny. Coda, tell us about that guitar, man. Oh, yeah. So this is a family guitar. This is uh, from my... Uh, Here's another name from my great uncle, Perfecto. Perfecto? Um, yeah, Perfecto. He's, uh, so my family's from the Philippines. My dad's from the Philippines. It's a tough and... name to live up to. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, my God, right? Name me decent. Name. Every time I say it, everyone's reaction is like, whoa. <laughs> I would rather be called mediocre. I'm not joking. That's Perfecto, his name. Wow. And, uh, Brother's name's Empa. <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah it's uh he had a collection of just old guitars and there's and it's still there i have this collection and this is just one of the this, this is it this is like i've been so lucky because this is just all i had to pay for was uh you know uh shipping <laughs> wow shipping. what year 69 wow 69 and uh it's beautiful. my guitar yeah, it's, it's uh, beautiful. very beautiful do you need to borrow some more money for shipping uh, what, what else need? What else do we got over there? But, I well, I have them. We have them all. We have all the guitars. Oh, okay. They're just sitting in store because, like, there's this one uh, that's a old. That I used to play too when I was in U uh, of L. Was a it was a national arch top. Mm. Very old. Very old school. Didn't have a strap. You had to put the strap on the neck of it and stuff like that. Very old. But I was like, you know, this isn't really an. This isn't. This isn't a very utilitary guitar. Like I can bring this to a funk gig or anything. Does the National have the like headstock piece that's metal on it? Sometimes, maybe National. It just says National. It's just I can't describe it because all headstocks look same to me. If it, if you're not differentiating, like the only thing I can differentiate and uh, Eagles is like Fender and Gibson headstocks, and maybe some <laughs> metal ones. But that's about yeah. it. I can definitely tell it's a Jackson. I bet I could do a. I bet you could definitely tell a Gibson. Yes, definitely. There you go. But yeah, this is like the guitar I'll, I'll ever. I'll always. I'll, I don't need another guitar. Like if I ever wanted one, it'd just be one Fender. It's about it, or maybe one funky looking one. 
My ears hurt. I can't believe you just said that shit. Yeah. <laughs> said this is the only guitar I'd ever want. I don't need another guitar. No, it's not about need. I don't need another guitar either. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just so like I when I have like one thing that I really love, I just like stay to it. I don't have many things in my life. Put I'm a ring just, on it. <laughs> Thank you. I'm the same way. Neil's always trying to get me to buy more yeah. guitars, and I'm like, man, I don't need any more. Whatever it is. I only can play one at a time, animal. man. I only need one guitar that I got. I'm like, yeah, play, you, right? you didn't play that for at least another a couple months, did you? Hey, man. <laughs> Ask him how much he spent in music equipment last year with all know, his man. talk. Uh, I'm just no guitars, a, though. Whatever. He bought like three guitars last year. Because <laughs> you were pressured I'm getting, in. I'm getting, ready, I'm getting ready to sell them and get rid of them because it was an impulse buy. Oh, God. Uh, you I'm, guys, I'm yeah. sorry. No, you're good. No, you're good. <laughs> you're hurting Neil. You're making Neil squirm. He's <laughs> are breaking it. I know your, it's, it's your, so tappy when guitar the guitar spot. was like, I don't need another one. <laughs> it's such a heavy Ooh. thing. But when you have such a badass one, like, I mean, you know, when you're like... You get a Rolls Royce, like, oh, yeah. whatever do you want. A Ferrari and a Lamborghini. And <laughs> and, I mean, they're so, they all drive different. What are you talking about? <laughs> like, yeah, you paid for shipping. You can buy a guitar now. You basically got that for free. Practically, yeah. All right, sorry. No, you good, you good. So hey. how did the three of you guys connect? Well, we met in, like, what was it, like 2016, maybe? I thought it was sooner. Like, I, yeah, 15. Yeah. Um, Whenever you were in Dirt Cheap Disco. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, I was in a four-piece band, and then we go to his house. Um, and then Cody used to have house shows all the time, and it would get a little a little rowdy, a little crazy over there. Yeah. But uh, then, let's see, we all kind of, like, started playing music together as a group after the pandemic or during the pandemic. It was prime pandemic. Like 20, 2020, yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, we've just been playing together consistently ever since. Damon, how'd you come in? But How did you meet these guys? Um, So I uh, kind of knew Sam from skateboarding, like the skateboarding world. Um, and it's actually crazy because there's a dude that used to skate that used to live with Dakota. Name's Hector. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Talk about the crazy times for the house Dude, shows. He was uh, him and his yeah, friends H- were definitely. Hector is probably the <laughs> the reason behind the craziness in the house shows. There was a lot of people, but um, he was definitely one of them. But uh, like, I was just jumping around because I was in a punk band for a little bit, and um, we were called Scrooge Mandela, and they were they were touring for a little bit. But after I like got out of that, I was just kind of just playing with everybody, and then eventually just made my way. <laughs> like you know and i like i have never played before with sam before this like we've like like jammed a little bit but it was never like for extensive periods of time that like once we got all in the groove we was like did you guys find out you were both musicians musicians after skating together or how'd that shake out um yeah yeah, yeah. yeah pretty much yeah. um louisville has like like close-knit skating community everybody kind of everybody so um, i'm not a skater but i was always an outsider to watching and i was always <laughs> friends with skaters yeah so uh and then we would jam at our buddy's house yeah too, yeah alex who's, is, yeah. who's another skater that we met and alex so yeah. um alex yeah, and ben. everything just kind of came together pretty organically so yeah. grateful yeah, we've been playing a lot. We play. We've been playing like three-hour shows, like monthly. But there's a time, like we we're pretty fluid now. It's a very fluid. That's why I always wanted it to be a trio like this. Like people are like, 
only for like the biggest of shows. Like if I when I went when I do like uh, Waterfront Wednesday or something like that, um, I'll get a bassist and stuff. But like for everything else, I don't, you know, because we're so tight. And also he covers the low end just. It sounds very full and tight. Yeah, yeah. yeah you just yeah. gotta wonder, awesome. and it creates a different sound. And then you also need to wonder, like, if you even for a big gig, what. You know, the Doors didn't need a bass player. You know, oh, I mean, it's that's just that's right, exactly. Just, We're the Doors. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean, man. You know, you might ask somebody to play, and then it's just you. You know, it doesn't have it. Kind of mm. messes with what you have going because there is a, a intrusiveness and, a, and and an intimacy to playing music and spending, you know, two almost three years, if not three years now getting into that groove and playing those three-hour shows and, and getting through the grind of the practices and the writing and, and the coming up with the original stuff and, and doing whatever you got to do to get to a point where you are that tight and basis is, you know, the basis is covered. So, you know, I don't think you need it is what I'm saying yeah, in yeah. a long, long-winded like, way. And I think it's like, because, like, the music that I write is, like, it's almost uh, bedroomy pop, kind of, but, like, the sound that I... I we found together was is perfect for like the music I want to write and stuff like Bedroom-y that. Because they do uh, drum, they do uh, they're trying they're working on because um, uh, Sam and Damont I'm trying to like lift them up like as because like they're working musicians you know it's my music but they're like helping me a lot and they do like drum and bass stuff. We're about to play Trap Fest in March. Is that right? Nice. Yeah, but we're but we're not we're not my music. We're backing up someone called Riley Aaron. Um, but we're gonna be playing that. We're excited for that. Um. But yeah, it's just also too, it's like when we have, if we have like a basis too, and like for the, and we do like, cause also we do like three hour gigs and those are like paid really well oh, yeah. gigs, the three hour ones. But then like, you know, if you got to bring us like, yo, you got to learn three hours of material by, <laughs> 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 you know, that's a lot. And it's Two also weeks. like, our, the way we do these aren't necessarily the way you, it's recorded. Like we're so open-ended with stuff too. And like, you gotta, we just know where we're going all the time, kind of, you know, and how to. Reel it back in too, yeah. It definitely I'm lucky works. To have them. It definitely works, and I always appreciate a three piece that can fill that much space. Um, I think it's, it's also. Awesome. I feel like we're like a sound person's dream too. Yeah. Like, yeah. You'll never, we'll never be too many sounds to deal with. Like, cause well, there's been a shows like with our punk or anything like that. It's like, whoa, they got a lot of people up there. Well, <laughs> and the, the to be able to hear the room too. Uh, when we went back to put the headphones on, it was like, yeah, it's pretty mixed. I don't. It, there wasn't that might have been the quickest mic setup we've ever had. No. Yeah, that's good. It was Great. Just smooth, perfect <laughs> levels. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. That's what we're really good at. I feel like because it's hard because like it takes a lot. It really takes us a lot to like to be together and to really make something loud. Then it's really loud, and then like yeah. oh, okay. But like we are, it's so we're already kind of if we're just playing like normally, we're already generally quiet. Yeah. Which is honestly kind of like a gift for bands, I believe, because I believe in dynamics mm-hmm. more than anything. Like. We agree. Like yeah. John uh, Bonham, like a uh, Led Zeppelin drummer, like people always like listen to him and they're always like thinking like, oh, he's like the craziest, loudest drummer. Like, no, nah, dude, he was like, in my opinion, he was like just dynamic. Like he was so quiet when he needed to be, but yeah. he was so loud because he made it, he didn't notice, but like it was pretty quiet <laughs> leading up, but he was just, yeah. yeah. Dynamics are so important. <laughs> That's a problem a lot of people have when they come in here to this setting is, you know, they're used to rehearsing where, you know, they hear their amp and that's it. You know, they might hear some some other noise coming around them, but you know, when you get in here and have a have a band like you guys that you can tell are used to listening to each other and hearing each other, uh, setup was a breeze. So 
We loved it, didn't we? <laughs> yeah. Nice and easy. We had so much other stuff going on, we needed the help. Did you spill water on your keyboard, Sam? spill water. No, all over my pants. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. You shy, man. You, you had a raincoat on when you came in. <laughs> Yeah, should have kept that yeah, rain yeah, should have kept that raincoat on. You had a raincoat on when he walked in. No, we're gonna get towel. We're gonna get. You need a towel. That's all good. It's not the first anything spilled in this room. Ah, actually, looks good. It's right off. So, Dakota, back in uh. Take us back to childhood. Like, where did music come in for you? Where, when did you start? Um, I've been playing all my life. I've been playing for twenty years. Like, like uh, my uh, my great grandmother is a jazz pianist from Bloomington, um, and she put me in the first lessons I ever remember was like, God, I can't remember like piano five or no drums, drums, ah. drums. Yeah, which was why, like, honestly, she was like. I don't know if you know like the custom auto like Mike Tyson relationship or mm. any, or know about that, but mm. like she's like definitely my custom auto. <laughs> she no like she was like implementing things into me that I didn't even realize until I was twenty. But uh, I'm playing that. I've been playing, yeah, since I was a kid, and also like I've been playing live since I was eight too. Like oh, I was wow. in the Mars yeah. Music Program for the longest awesome. of time. Yeah. So I got all my sh- like I ate shit in, on stage like. As a kid, nah. now I'm comfortable and like I still can eat shit, but like I hide it very well. Yeah. <laughs> I'm professional enough to be like hide it. I'm like, oh, you weren't like, really supposed to hear that. Well, you don't freak out when you know what it tastes like. Oh, you're yeah. like, oh, I recognize what I'm doing. I guess this is where we are tonight. So. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. It, it's it's uh it's always been in my life. Drums was my first. Then obviously guitar was in it. And then as I got into like I got into band and I was playing saxophone there and I picked up piano. And I kind of just stopped at that, like, guitar, um, drums, obviously bass, if you learn guitar, and singing, and, yeah, I've been playing for a while. Running the game. It's, and I'm also, like, I was off work. I'm a music therapist, too, by oh, day. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I'm always doing music <laughs> every day. Like, before I came here, I was playing songs all day. Yeah. So what type of, like, what, what a, might be a patient of yours? Uh, I mostly work with uh, kid, uh, children and adults with autism spectrum disorder. Yeah, that's main client. But I work with also like I have some client. I have you know I've seen people Down syndrome or just intellectual or developmental disabilities. But the big clientele for is um, autism spectrum disorder. Mm. Yeah. And what, cool. do you, what do they look for? What are you looking for in a autistic autistic patient? You know, well, how does music help them? Um, well, it's just like it's uh well. Uh, music is like it works both parts of the brain very well, and it's also very organized and it's very predictable. That's why it's very like it's why it's very enjoyable for, um, and it works well with uh, people with autism spectrum disorder. Like, yeah, music always works because it makes sense and it's organized, and patterns and behaviors can be more replicated through music because it's uh, organized and predictable. All right. That's the best so, way to describe it. Speaking of uh, Tyson Customato, are you secretly out looking for autistic musician geniuses to make your own uh, band? Is that what's going on here? <laughs> you're going you're to find like all the the, the uh, unbelievable. <laughs> the, yeah, no, no. You're waiting for one to take your guitar and be like, play like Mozart. I see well, what's going cra- on that's here, man. That's the thing, dude. Like, with the, <laughs> when I work with so many people with autism spectrum disorder, too, I've like that's why it's called a spectrum, right? Because it's like there's people who are cannot communicate, and then there's 
people who are fluent and you wouldn't even know unless they were referred to me. Yeah. Stuff like that. And like, you know, but you know, it's a spectrum, you know what I mean? And there's all types of people. Have you come across any savant type of abilities? I guess. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's hard too because I'm really good at music and I can do it. <laughs> so it's just like, yeah, I can do that too. It's like, <laughs> but uh, not like that. I'm just kidding. I'm not a savant. <laughs> like, but yeah, I mean, um, one thing that's really like, uh, they have a lot of, there's some people who have perfect pitch, but yeah. that's in that's cool. autism spectrum disorder and in like neurotypical people. Like, I know people who can, like, there's this uh, one guy, uh, Isaac back in college he he was he's a jazz master he's a bebop ripper he's like plays them all he plays everything he's a he's a ge- he is a genius he is a savant and he we were like we were in like biology class and there was like the air conditioning going and he was like we were just sitting there and he was like that air conditioning is an E flat I'm like dude what that's insane oh my god like, okay what do you want me to do like write a song I want you to get tune it up tune out. it up I want to have to pull out my tuner and check it like, but that's what perfect pitch is is like honestly yeah perfect pitch is like crazy but honestly it's not that big of a deal that dude pulled out and because people phone. can get a good ear yeah, he he had his tuner in his pocket. He did not fool anybody. Yeah, he, it might drive you crazy though if you're always just naming the pitch of every sound flat, you hear. Man, can you just can you? <laughs> that's an E flat. Well, what would you want to hear? That's four cents off E flat. <laughs> Hilarious question is: Would you rather it be flat or sharp? Wait, what? Sharp. <laughs> There's no such thing as E sharp, is there? No. <laughs> Technically. <laughs> well, how about another tune? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, what do you wow. guys have for us? This one's called Brooklyn. Um, it's out on my Spotify. Look it up. iTunes, all of it. Did we get the name of the first song? Oh, sorry. Uh, so the, for the name of the fault. first song is called Uvad. Uvad. Yeah, it's a it's a great introduction song. And Uvad, I'm pretty sure, is Ukrainian uh, for introduction. But oh, that's okay. a song. You had uh, Ellie Ruth on here. Yeah. Yeah. She uh, we, Every we uh, she played on that on my track, and it's going to be released hopefully in March. But, yeah, it's a song that's not released, but it's a great instrumental, and Ellie rips on it. She fucking rips imagine. on it. And I, I actually came into the podcast with, with the goal of not bringing Ellie Ruth up. She comes up every Everybody episode. Right? <laughs> <laughs> she plays Everybody everyone. loves her. Everybody loves her. It's amazing. A, she is a homie. I've been going to school. We need to have her face put by our logo. I mean, seriously. <laughs> she is a homie. Somebody <laughs> think that she sponsors us or something. And she, like, she's so good that she just steps in for, like, Hot Brown Smackdown. Like, you know, and they're, uh, like... They're, they're amazing. She's that good because, like, Hot Brown Smackdown have been... I You can tell when you... Because I've seen... The first time I saw them was at a... They, they were playing, like, bar mitzvah, bar mitzvah music. Like, for a wedding. And um, I was like, who are they? Because they're ribbon. And then you, see, but they're like an older group that's got together. But Ellie's like our age or younger. And she's like, and they're like, she's so good that she's got to come into the group of this, like, people yeah. who've been playing for forever. She's, she's a great right. person, too. Oh my God. She's all right. Amazing. She's amazing. Sucks at texting. I'll say that. <laughs> <laughs> I do, too. I do, too, though. I'm terrible at texting. <laughs> all, all right. right. So what's this Let's one? hear it. All right, this one's called Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Okay. 
So that was on your, uh, you, you had a three-song EP. Did I read that you played all the instruments on that one? Yes, yes. Okay. All the instruments on that one. Um, definitely on that song for Brooklyn, I played all the instruments. But for the rest of them, I had uh, a couple friends play drums at that time. But I wasn't as good as drums as I am now because I've been practicing a lot. Thanks to Damont and him letting me use his drum set for almost two years. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It was the best. It was so great. I got to practice so much. So what do you guys, uh, when it comes to songwriting, do you guys write as a trio, or is it mostly you, or how's yeah, that? Yeah, it's most it's my it's uh it's my music and the and this is my trio and stuff like that, and then uh, yeah, I write all the music for that for Dakota Batosai, yeah, because my real name is Dakota Bunkayo, but I use Dakota Batosai as my name because I like that yeah stage name, you know. Wanted really to make that. that last name a little easier, huh? <laughs> well, that was the thing because, like, uh, me. because uh, my my last name is already complicated. But I was like, why would I even? Why why do I even need to make it easier? I'll make it a little harder, anyways. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Dude, I call it the DB curse, right? What? So, like, your name, your initials are DB, mine's are DB, and people have always had trouble pronouncing my first and last name. Technically, on my fifth grade. Uh, 
Latin thing. I didn't even graduate because they spelled both my names wrong. (laughs) 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 And I was like, who is this person? (laughs) Technically, he doesn't only has a fifth grade education. (laughs) (laughs) Technically. Technically. Actually, fourth. Yeah, I skipped. Oh, yeah. I skipped the fourth. I skipped the fifth grade and just went straight to to middle school. It was just like, all right, we're we're live now, I guess. So my my wife continues. and I both our middle names are misspelled on our marriage certificate. Really? So I don't know. Maybe we're not married. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've been a faithful man, so you did not escape on a technicality. So you said you started performing at eight years old. When did mm-hmm. you start writing? Um, probably I started in middle school because that's when all the, you know, those angsty feelings come up and you need to write songs. But, you know, luckily I started young. So all the, I, all the crap happens early and now it's a little bit more like when I write, it's, I know my flow. I know my flow very well, which is it. I need to take time <laughs> to write a song. It takes me time to write a song. Yeah. But, so, uh, so you guys, you, who, who are you? A backing, your backing band at this trap fest you were talking about is that? Are you backing? Uh, oh, we're backing at the uh, the yeah trap fest. We are yeah because you know we're dope musicians and they're dope Riley, musicians. Riley Aaron, I think. Yeah, uh, Riley Aaron. Yeah, Riley Aaron. Represent. Shout out Riley Aaron. So how did that come about? Because it seems a, it seems like a big change from what we're hearing tonight. Oh, well, we're just very versatile. Yeah, we're all versatile. Like, cause uh, if you uh, listen to our like three hour set, we yeah. play it all. Like you know. But we make it to our sound too, because like we're we're gonna be playing his because he does have some trap music and stuff. But it's we're making it kind of our own. It's still gonna be our sound, but we're we're not scared. To, like, <laughs> we yeah. might cut it off at bluegrass because I don't know. If, well, well, I won't say that because we might we could <laughs> we could. We could. <laughs> I don't know if we'll ever venture. Hey, Cody, you're gonna hurt Neil again, man. You already no, heard him make it to bluegrass. Don't <laughs> get me wrong, because I jam with because that's how I know Ellie because I jam bluegrass all the yeah. time. But obviously, like I'm not in bluegrass bands, you know. Yeah. Not this not this setup isn't. No, He's no, in no. a bluegrass band would be tough. <laughs> I, hey, I've got a guitar sound. I've got a twangy guitar sound. <laughs> yeah. I've got banjo yeah. on here. All right, I can, this go. thing could play also all kinds of sounds. So <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe one day maybe I'll find a washboard sound. I can. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I love bluegrass players and like if you're in Kentucky like especially if you're in the music scene in Kentucky you're gonna know bluegrass players because mm-hmm. Kentucky is bluegrass and that's what it is that's why I learned when I went to U of L like all the <laughs> all the stoner like uh, orchestral kids were the bluegrass players mm-hmm. and like <laughs> I was in the jazz program and I loved playing jazz and stuff but I needed a break from jazz because it's really hard <laughs> and bluegrass is hard too and it's like that's another difficulty but I love playing bluegrass players. Like, that's, I've, that's how I know. Like I watch. That's how I, why I watch all this all the time because you know there's a lot of bluegrass players here, and, mm-hmm. and all of my friends are like in bluegrass bands. Yeah, we've, we've been fortunate to have <laughs> some good them. ones in. Yeah, for sure. I respect them all because they play four hour sets. Like bluegrass <laughs> bands. Like I'm like, yo, you're playing fast. To win? <laughs> and like, oh my god, because that takes mental power. It really does. Because we jam for like three hours all the time, and like mm-hmm. by the time I'm, I'm exhausted. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, mentally and yeah. just like I just want to yeah. go to bed and watch. And Netflix. then it's time to pack up. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> That's why that pocket kit's so nice back there. <laughs> That's why I love bluegrass players. I respect them as musicians so much because they play like four hours, like ripping, ripping till beginning to end for four hours, and like it takes a lot to do. Definitely that. Definitely have some stamina on them. So chops. much stamina. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Are you guys doing any recording right now or anything in the works? I'm doing some, uh, I'm recording, uh, I'm about to release my, the, what, the first song I played. It's called mm-hmm. Uvad. I'm um, about to release that. I'm just on the final stage of the mixing. And I do all my recording like by myself mostly because I play, I like to play all the instruments on the recorded stuff. But obviously live, I can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. And they record too. They record, but they like they're working with I. They're like they're playing with all kinds of people. You know what I mean? That's we're out here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why I'm excited for Trap Fest because like hopefully some artists will like come up to us and like you know want us to play for their stuff. Yeah, That's why la- I love. Last night, me and Sam actually tracked like three songs. Yeah, we we yeah. tracked a few things. Yeah, we're working on some like drum and bass stuff. Yeah, and Be on um, the lookout. Last year we did our show with the Ill Vibe Tribe. Yeah, that that's sick. right. So that was um, the first time we, well, me personally was part of an instrumental backing band for yeah. like rap or hip hop or anything like that. But uh, yeah, it was a great time. Yeah, it was we crazy. Had a blast. Yeah. We played with the trumpet player. Yeah, it was, it was fun. a whole vibe. Yeah. It was <laughs> it was really fun. So My you friend, guys have a name for your duo? Yes. Yeah, Magnum Synergy. <laughs> what is that's it? Right. Magnum Synergy. Oh my god. Wait, really? Yeah. Magnum Synergy? Magnum Synergy. Synergy. I should start saying that now. I got Magnum <laughs> Synergy here. That's why I need to start saying. Because I'm always like, because it's like when I, when I book shows and stuff, it's for Coda Batosa. Because it's like, I write, there you go. I write the music and stuff like that. And it's, I represent, but like, there's still the band I still want. You know, I'm not trying to like shun them out or anything like that, but that's why I try to love like, yo, people like hire these people because they they need gigs because they're just playing that. with me. <laughs> now you know how to introduce it: Coda yeah. Matosai and Magnum Synergy. Hey, oh no. my god! <laughs> hey, there you go. There's three ways like you can take it. You can this take is out Magnum the S Century, yeah, and be Magnum Energy. <laughs> <laughs> Magnum or it could be Synergy. like Magnum P. Magnum my bad, Synergy. Magnum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Big M.E., dude. (laughs) (laughs) Big Magnum. That sounds like a disease. (laughs) No, 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 no. Stick with it. I got a a big M.E. on me. You said you had a what? M.E.? M.E., bro. You didn't hear? That's what happens when you get the skater kids in here. (laughs) (laughs) Let's hear another one. Yeah. uh, This next one's called Dr. Jekyll. Dr. Jekyll.
Sam, that sounds like the smoothest bass player I ever oh, heard. Man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that thing, that, yeah, that thing sounds thank awesome. You, thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. And this bourbon's awful. Don't forget, <laughs> don't forget your microphone, Coda. Oh yeah, that's right. I kind of uh, like it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> bourbon? Yeah. Actually, the night, the night we have, we the, I already, I already finished my glass. I finished yeah, my so <laughs> Pass it all over. The night we have the smoothest music, you all pick the roughest bourbon. <laughs> <laughs> that's what happens. We turn rough into smooth real quick. Bourbon smooth. I know I'm getting. I know it's working because I'm sweating. I heard we have some skaters coming in, man. I can do an ollie. All right, Coda, so tell us something non-musical people need to know about you. God, that's hard because all my We know Damon and Sam skateboarders now. What, what do you do? You... Man, that's hard. That's it's literally my whole life, but uh, I'm a dad. Okay. And that, I'm a dad first, and that is my life, yeah. A dad, and like when I'm not having a dad, when I'm not being a dad, I'm doing this. My dad, I'm, I have a great co-parent relationship with uh, her mother, and... Are great and fifty fifty and how old's your child? Name. She's two and some change. She's gonna be okay. three in June. Okay, seventeenth. Good times. Yeah, let's go. No Chuck E. Cheese though. <laughs> <laughs> Not at that point. Yet. All right. So tell us about a nightmare gig or something embarrassing that has happened to you on stage. Oh my gosh. Okay. So luckily, I got all of my shit eating when I was a kid. But I still remember them, and they hurt just as much. They're, okay, so as a guitarist, I'm like such a I have such a philosophy about guitar for myself and stuff. Like rhythm is king to everything. Like when I was growing up, everyone called me a great rhythm guitarist because I didn't I didn't copy like Sweet Child of Mine solos. I didn't do any of this like those solos that everyone was playing. You know what I mean? Like I was so infatuated by rhythm and rhythm guitar and stuff like that and. Everyone gave me compliments, but the bad thing is I didn't learn, like, whenever we, we used to play Crazy Train for one of our sets, right? And, like, I feel like 25% of that song is the solo, right? But I didn't learn the solo. I said, fuck it. I don't want to <laughs> learn that solo. So every time we played that song, like, everyone was like, oh, dude, this kid's going to play the solo. I never did. And it was always just a sea of disappointment, just just <laughs> looking at me like, oh, dude, he's not playing the solo. And, like, I'm not. Yeah. I don't want to. Everybody's waiting to air guitar with you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I was just like, that was, like, playing Crazy Train <laughs> was so traumatizing because I just remember, like, people... It was one. Sh I can't remember where it was. It was in like some parking lot for some like, <laughs> for some like charity event. I was in like high school, maybe I think, maybe middle. No, I was in high school, and um, we had no. It was in middle school, but uh, we had Crazy Train on our for a minute, and but we took it off because I never learned the solo. But like I remember playing in the in the in the and the solo is about to come up, and I saw people like coming in. They're like, oh shit, he's coming. He's about to do it. Here it comes, here it comes, here it comes. That tapping stuff. Yeah. And I didn't do it. <laughs> and, then it was just like, and then I would always see him walk away. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, We're done with this guy. <laughs> yeah, Sam, what about Ripped. you? <laughs> Sam has a good one, huh? Yeah. Nightmare, nightmare gig stories? Hmm. These three, you guys are playing three-hour sets at these places. Something's had to happen. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> We no, never really had a just, nightmare set. It was just crazy. Like, yeah. um, we have just, I, I got one for you. I got a couple right, for you. All right, you go. Um, so uh, I used to be in like a metal band whenever I was in middle school. 
And we used to go to, like, these bars, and obviously, like, I'm too young to be there or whatever. <laughs> so, like, I'm just, like, I'm just here to play drums. You got, like, super innocent. And, um, like, all my my friends, all their dads and all their moms are getting hammered. Like, you yeah. know what I'm saying? They're like, they're, like, they're like, yeah, that's my son up on stage. <laughs> like, and, you know, we're all super young or whatever, and my friend's mom gets way too drunk. And she's like sign my she's like sign my breast and i'm like i'm like look, like looking at my friend like um dude your mom is asking me some pretty wild did stuff you right do it? Hey, Ryan, did you do it and he's like i mean she I, he's like do it like, and I was like, all right and that was like before this so I'm, like, I'm like oh dude so like the whole like we get on stage or whatever and like we play our set and um uh, the owner of the bar is there. She's in the back. She was watching. Had a couple. Hey, you guys. We liked it. Honey in the jar was for the the bands before y'all, but we, we obviously liked your set more, so here you go. And that made the other bands, like, furious. Oh, I bet. <laughs> they're like, who the fuck are these kids? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And we literally packed all of our stuff up the quickest. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, all right, let's go, let's go, let's go. <laughs> like, How much money did you get? Um, it was only thirteen dollars. Like, it was like forty dollars a piece, but oh, that's like, not bad for like that's, four people. Like, that's good. I was like, for a metal hey. show, that's yeah. Good. I was like, dude, I'll take it. And I was like, I didn't have any bills? <laughs> it was literally like four hundred dollars. So do you still see the uh, lady whose breast you signed? <laughs> No, I don't, I, don't see, I don't see her anymore. Uh, I used to though. Uh, she's like, she's like my like caregiver for a moment. Like I used to be over at house all I the bet time. You, I bet you were. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got anything else you need me to sign? <laughs> it was permanent markers still on there. Yeah. No, I never, I never asked. And, like, is it still there? <laughs> like, you know, I was just always got a tattoo. Kind of trying to be respectful. It was my friend's mom, so I didn't want to be like. There's no more respect for it for that. Man. <laughs> she she lost respect for it. Sign my titty. <laughs> Sammy, have you ever had to do that? I had to sign. Uh, no. Well. Okay. Nightmare set. Um, honestly, the first show, the first live show I ever played, like with a band. The first band I was I was ever in, we played a show at the Spinelli's on Main Street, like <laughs> R. underground. R.I.P. I don't know if you guys Spinelli's have ever been there before. When it's a legendary there. venue, they have a sign that says "Please do not mosh into the pizza oven, <laughs> the pizza yeah, warmer." We all have played sets. Yes, there. is the yeah. curse you spot. <laughs> yes, that was back when the Louisville music scene was mostly like punk and hardcore metalcore and we were just like playing some like garage rock pop type stuff but we had to kind of adapt be a little heavier because we were playing Greyhaven and all these like random hardcore bands and so we're like our first show we go to the Spinelli's on Main Street, and the opening band is this band called the New Shit Birds. It's <laughs> <laughs> a two piece, and this guy had like wired a home telephone into a mic cable as a microphone. Oh, cool! <laughs> and then he had his guitar like only halfway plugged in, so that it was constantly making like a terrible, <laughs> distorted <laughs> noise. <laughs> 
awful. And all these people came because like I was I was really hyped about the show, and uh, all my friends showed up, and they were like so ready to hear us play. And the new Shitbirds opened, and people were like, "I don't know if I can stay." I'm like y'all just stay. Pizza, pizza. We can hang out. Outside. There's families in yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was another thing about the Spinellis. Yeah. If there was always pop punk shows, there was always at least two families. And like just trying to get pizza. For the <laughs> just trying to live their life. <laughs> and they're just like teenagers moshing. <laughs> what did we walk into? Spinellis on Main Street. Uh, uh, I have shit. another one. I have, I have one more. Uh, uh, the last one, I promise. But uh, <laughs> Hope uh, it's as good I as the last one. <laughs> <laughs> I, had a, I had a punk show and it was at... Um, it wasn't like a cemetery, but it was like some abandoned building that this dude owned uh, on Broadway. And it was like off of Broadway. And, uh, before we even set up, I was sitting in my car waiting for everybody else to get there. And this dude, like, like he's like, Damon, what's up? And I was like, what's up, dude? And he kicks my car. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, dude, don't do that. <laughs> like, like, I was like lightweight, kind of like pressed about it. I was like, dude, just kick my car for no reason. Like, yeah, and you just said what's up to me. Like, <laughs> like we're not cool after that. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, yeah, we, uh, like, it was also a costume party too, so I went as a, like a sexy uh, farmer or whatever. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I had on this, like, these fucking, uh, what, overalls or whatever. I had overalls on and, like, some cowboy boots and shit. And, uh, getting out of the cowboy boots was the worst because, like, <laughs> they're really tight. <laughs> so you're, like, like, trying to, like, squeeze them or whatever. But this was, like, I get to the show or whatever. We start the show. It's, like, a punk show or whatever. Halfway through the show, like my hand hits the cymbal, there's blood everywhere. And I'm like, my head, like the drumsticks are like super slippery. So I'm like, like trying to grip it super hard. And um, <laughs> like I like dropped a stick, but it was like in between like the break of a song. Like we was about to go into another song. And I was like, I was like, oh, I was like, hold on. <laughs> like, and I had like blood literally still everywhere. And whenever I got off the stage carrying all the stuff off or whatever, I looked and there was just all over the set, just blood. And I was like, <laughs> That is, can you get more punk than that though? Yeah, that's then I lost rock. my phone after that. <laughs> I was like, "This guy ain't get anywhere." Did you like? Did you see the Got sexy you. farmer that had the farming accident on the drums <laughs> on his ear? It was realistic as hell. Dude, he bled on my drum set. <laughs> that'd be oh my god, that'd be so bad. Wait, was it your drum set? Um, it was it was a band's drum set. Yeah. Oh, it, it wasn't, wasn't yours. It wasn't mine particularly. No, okay. it was it was mine for the night. Yeah, <laughs> but not for not. Not mine. <laughs> Someone <laughs> borrowed my guitar and like t- put it into like an open tuning, and I had to play it afterward, but they didn't tune it back. Like, oh. dude, way to shit on my instrument. <laughs> way to just give me 10 minutes of waste right now. i to tune this back <laughs> from open G. That, that's happened to me before. I like set my keyboard up with all the patches like pre-programmed in there, the sound, all the sounds I wanted, and I was supposed to do a studio session with um, this local artists and... Uh, I get there and my friend Joe had come over the day before and like messed with my keyboard and changed all my settings. And I get to the stu- recording studio and I go to access all my. And now you're paying by the hour. Yeah, Sudden like, presets. Joe sounds like the type of friend that would do that though, doesn't it? Yeah, Joe. Joe. Yeah, yeah. Hey, shout Joe. out to Joseph Ourman though. He's a. <laughs> but leave, leave people's keyboards yeah, leave alone. Leave the keyboards alone. Joe, Joe <laughs> hell. Oh, what you do? <laughs> <laughs> Joe, we know you did it. <laughs> So who, <laughs> Sorry for putting you on blast, but don't worry, I put Ellie on blast a little bit. <laughs> Who's the last uh, local artist or local band you've listened to? 
Um, Turbo Nut. I was going to say Turbo Nut. Turbo Nut. Turbo Nut. Pack um, G. Ilva. Pack G. Pack G. Yeah. Yes, because they've been on here. Yeah. Another one is uh, they changed the name, but it was Sam Brenzel, but in, uh, but they're going by Shimon now. Shimon. She, uh, <laughs> she's going to be on here for sure. I know she will, because she's that great. So, um, Coda, for our listeners that want to follow you a little more closely, where can they find you? On Insta, on all Spotify, all any music listening, you can to help you spell my name, Coda, C A C O D A. My bad. <laughs> and then <laughs> Batosai. Here we go. B A T T. O-U-S-A-I. There you go. I Two T's, like I, one S. Yeah, I felt like I had I, I spelled it out in the most... It looked like you had to think about it, man. I got oh, it. yeah, but I tried to slow it down because I don't want to speed through it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like, I did that, too, because like, I don't know if you all know Highest Coyote or heard, ever heard of them. Nope, I don't but think I didn't. So. But they're one of my favorite bands. But I didn't know how to spell their name for like three, almost two years. Highest Coyote, H I G H E S T Coyote. Not even. Nope. Nope. Highest Coyote. I thought too. That was spelled like that. But if you look it up, it's like this is the most ridiculous way it is. And all honestly, like, what you do out here? What are you doing here? Like, what are you doing here, man? Get all the way up here, bro. <laughs> but yeah, any uh, any listening platforms, you know, I'm on all of them: Spotify, iTunes, um, Amazon. I'm pretty sure, because awesome. uh, um, I distribute mine through DistroKid, just like a lot of local artists do, and they just pretty much just all put right. it out to everyone. And I'm about to put out a new single coming up with uh, featuring Ellie Ruth. You always hear that name because she's that dope. Um, she's just that good. Yeah. Okay. I'm about to go on a tangent about how dope Ellie is, but you know. <laughs> she's actually really sick. We, we take care of that. Of it, here. It's what happened you, on the podcast before. What yeah. are you going to take us out with? Um, this next song is called Peach Blossoms, one of my favorite. I wrote about my daughter. Um, yeah. Well, man, we appreciate you guys hanging with us no tonight. No problem. It was so much fun. Let's hear it. Peach Blossom. Mixed bourbon. <laughs> <laughs>